Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Let's roll. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Moretz. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. We're throwing it down. It's the Thursday Night Throwdown, Sirius XM, Channel 159, Sports Grid Radio Networks. We'll welcome our AM radio affiliates momentarily. We've got a full house here this evening, literally and figuratively. Teddy Cover steps up and in. He'll bat lead off straight from the strip in Las Vegas, Nevada. Then we'll send it to uh, Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, we've got uh, Teresa Walker uh, joining us. We've got Julio Rosario joining us uh, from, I don't know, we might have to change it from the Windy City Sports Report to the Mile High City uh, Sports Report. Or maybe Julio's like on the side of the road in Nebraska or something like that. So I don't, I don't know where Julio's going to join us uh, from. And I know our boy Pete Yiannopoulos is going to kick it with us from Montreal, where there was actually news. Major League Baseball uh, today announced that the Rays and the Expos deal um, it's not happening. All right, it's not happening. And, uh, you know, i got to tell you something. There's a hell of a lot more media coverage about the deal not happening than it was ever about the deal about to happen. And did anybody really think it was about to happen? It's almost like the Dallas Cowboys. Now, I will admit, I got into it with George Kurtz like two years ago about this, and I said it would happen. He said that'll never happen. I said it would. And Kurtz might be tuning in right now, actually. And I remember Kurtz, so it's a point for Kurtz here. But there's extenuating circumstances. Didn't know there was going to be a world pandemic, right, that, that came along. And the thing is, with all this raise this and all, all, all this other stuff, the fact is, Major League Baseball can't run its own house right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you know what I mean? Like, Major League Baseball, like, expansion and doing what? You want us to do what? They, they're not even open for business. Like, I don't know. Like, honestly, like, I never, you know, I, I never for one damn second. Did you ever hear me once say once? Anybody? Did anybody ever hear me say once? I can't wait to go to Montreal this summer and watch Major League Baseball. No, I never said that because I'm not an idiot. Like, who, who the hell thought this was happening this year? They're not even going to play this year. The Expos worry about the damn Dodgers play. Dodgers sell 52,000 tickets a night, and they're not open for business. That's what it comes down to. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, split season. Split what season? Split what? what, split what? You guys aren't even talking. <laughs> what are you talking about? What are we doing here? There was no split season. They said they're not even going to start on time. And we'll have a lot of time to get into that, but... Hey, listen, there could be baseball in Montreal, but the fact of the matter is they got to pay for it. That's what this stuff comes down to, all right? This is what it comes down to. And let's be real. There's a lot of Expo fans or like, uh, no, I'm going to say a lot of Expo fans tuning in. There's a couple of Expo fans tuning in. 
And there's some Expo sympathizers, I'll say, right? It's a stupid idea. It was a stupid idea, and it's only because we love the Expos that it would have been like, oh, look at this idea. It's a, it was a dumb idea. Late-night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Brunson. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people, the bust them, and everybody else in between. The Thursday night throwdown has begun, begun, begun. Countdown is on. 48 hours from now, we're going to, uh, the, the, the picture is going to be a little bit clearer. Uh, we're going to be, um, there'll be two more teams in advance into the conference championship games as we are now less than 48 hours away. And I will say 48 hours away from now, Francis Nagana will be knocking out Cyril Gott. Uh, but we'll get to that a little bit later on as well. We got a full house here tonight. Teddy Covers is going to join us straight from the strip of Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, big card Julio Rosario, our Windy City Sports Report, although Julio likes to get around. It might be the Mile High City Sports Report tonight from Denver. Maybe he's in the Windy City. Maybe he's on the side of the road in Nebraska or, I don't know, Iowa or something like that. He is a play-by-play man, and uh, as I stated, he's a traveling man. Julio Rosario, big card Julio, kicks it uh, with us. Teresa Walker, Associated Press. Uh, she's been covering the Titans um, slash for 20, you know, since they've been there. She's been covering the Titans since they've been there. She covers everything uh, in Nashville. Uh, Teresa Walker joins us from the Associated Press. We'll talk about the Titans and the Bengals game. Pete Annapolis steps up, and we'll talk NBA basketball and the Lakers saga and more. As uh, First, you've got Vogel on the hot seat, and now they're throwing Westbrook under the bus. And, you know, similar to, similar to Connor McDavid, you know, it's funny because I see Connor McDavid in TV commercials all the time. I see Connor McDavid in promos all the time, but I never see Connor McDavid talking to the media all the time after they lose another game all the time. As you know, we played you some clips the other night from the Oilers press conference, and you know, well, they just lost again. They lost their seventh game in a row, and they lost six nothing. And the thing is, it was like two nothing, man. The game was two nothing, and they completely quit in the last couple of minutes. And I just, I, you know, I made a point of actually watching the post-game presser, actually, all right, which I normally, you know, I trust me. It's the first goddamn, it's the first, it's the first Edmonton uh, Oiler post-game press conference I've watched all year, but I was like, oh, I got to see this. I got to see this. It was almost like abuse. It was like watching, you know, it, it, it was, it, it, it was, you know. It's like watching a drunk guy try to tie his shoelaces or something. Like the Oilers players are in like near tears right now. And so are people that bet on them. This is Sports Rage! Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. You are listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci. Whoa, yeah! The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Ramsey. 
All right, countdown to kickoff is on, and uh, we've got a wide array of guests uh, joining us on the program. Uh, today, Teresa Walker will join us. She's been covering the Titans forever. So uh, we'll get uh, we'll get the 411 from the inside, from the Titans' uh, perspective. Big card Julio steps up, and then Pete Annapolis will talk NBA basketball uh, with Pete a little bit uh, later on. We've got live Australian Open tennis going on, and we gave this pick, actually, today on Game Time Decisions. And this stuff was supposed to start, you know, tennis, they don't really have official start times, right? The matches start, and then they come on 30 minutes after the next one, etc. But El Chapo and um, and Opeka got started a little bit later on. We gave you over 42 and a half games played. We love to bet totals no matter what the sport is. Um, over under 42 and a half, and a good start so far. In the first set, it's 3-3. So essentially, that's what we want, man. We want 7-6, seven, 7-6, six, seven, six, seven, six, right? And essentially, we just need this to go four sets, and we're going to win. Let's bring in uh, Teddy Covers right now. WagerTalk.com. Countdown to kickoff is on. A lot of stuff to get to, including we have Gonzaga and the Dons uh, banging in the late night hours as well. Some late night uh, college basketball. And the San Francisco Dons are hanging around at the half right now. 36-33. Mr. Savransky, always a pleasure. Teddy, how you doing, Teddy? So the Dons were actually leading by double digits early in this one at Gonzaga. So they're... Uh... Uh, Zags made a little bit of run before halftime. But this is what I have to ask you, Marenzi. How on earth, all right, there's NFL playoffs going on, there's 60 million college basketball games, there's NBA, there's NHL. How on earth do you even have the time to look at tennis in the Australian Open and go, yeah, I want this one, I want that one, let's take this one over. I'm amazed at your time management skills, dude, because you figure stuff out that I can't even imagine to figure out. I think fast. Thank you, Teddy. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> not always right. Not always right, I should add, but quickly. Um, you don't know, no, you know what it is? And I don't pretend I'm not sitting here like uh, banging off this tennis pick and that tennis pick and this. I pick my spots, but basically, Teddy, I know all these Canadian tennis guys, all right, and the Chapel Olaf here now. And, you know, before Milos Roddick, uh, Felix Auger uh, Asimile here, all these new dudes here, they're not good enough to blow you away. And they're good enough to hang with anybody. So long story short, their matches always go long, and they're always forever. But you're right, Teddy. So I've got all this stuff going on. I'm in a football mode and all this. And then I get a call today, and they're like, hey, listen, can you go on uh, with Jimmy Smith tomorrow? Talk about the UFC 270. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> so, like, right away, the first thing I thought, Teddy, I was like, well, well, I know what I'm doing after sports rage. Jimmy Smith's a big show, bro. I don't even know why he wants me on his show. Dude, you already got, like, everyone on. They're like, what do you need me for? <laughs> but yeah, he wants my picks. I think I went, like, 4-0 last time I was on. So, um, he's, I, you know, I usually go on his show, actually. You know what? It's pretty cool because it's a popular show, and I get a call every time there's a major, major fight. Like, uh, anytime there's a big card, I'm always on the day before uh, with Jimmy. So, uh, tomorrow, yeah, so I got to add some UFC to my portfolio tonight, Teddy. Like, sure, hey, sure. That's, that's again, you're going to do that. You get off air, what, midnight or something? 3 a.m. Eastern, midnight yeah. Pacific. Yes, sir. Yeah, exactly. So, and at that point, that's where you're going to sit down and start working on the next time. Yes. That's. Yeah, because I want to wake up prepared. I'm doing it at 11.30 in the morning, West Coast time. i got to be prepared. I don't want to wake up and like then get prepared, Teddy. I want to be ready oh, to go. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah I can't sleep. Uh, yeah, 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 show yeah. The next day, I'm not, I'm not sleeping until I'm ready for it. But. Don't, you know, don't you hate that feeling for whatever reason? 
if you do it like that morning. I know. Sometimes I'm beating down, guys. You think at 3.30 in the morning, I'm watching Mannix and Cannon on my TV, me TV. And I'm like, man, do I really like going over these games and these notes now? But I just think to myself, bro, it's a hell of a lot better now than you waking up pissed off at 9 in the morning that you didn't do it and running late. and like You feel like you have no time, Teddy, if you're not, right? I hate that feeling, bro. In the morning, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm just, I'm done. Like you're, It's too late. Right. You got you got to be... You gotta be ahead of the. You can't not. You gotta know what's going on when you go to bed. If you wake up and just try to all do it in the morning, you're you're already late. Money never sleeps. Teddy knows this. Dude, I am. I am. You know, you think about sports betting as being this exciting, glamorous lifestyle, <laughs> no. dude. And it's like I am a creature of habit. I do the same thing the same way every single day, seven days a week. I can't say 365 days a year because I do take a couple weeks off in July now, but. Let's call it 340-something days a year. You know, no different Saturday, Tuesday. This is the same every day. Um, and I can't – I don't sleep right when I didn't get my work done. You know, if I don't feel well or I was, you know, went out with a buddy. It's like when you're asleep, I have stress dreams, you know, because, you know, oh, boy, there's, as soon as you wake up, there's 500 things looking at you. So at this stage, I mean, I'm old enough now that I, I can control myself fairly well uh, and don't put myself in those bad spots. Uh, where it's, you know, oh, my God, I just had too much to drink, and it's 4 a.m., and i got to <laughs> figure out how I'm going to put out plays for my clients. I'm going to make bets. I'm going to go on air. Uh, you know, those and plus, it's tough, Teddy, isn't it? Yeah. Now, especially since you are on the air as much as you are. You know, and you used to be, you know I mean, you'd be on the air, but not the same. Now you're living the life of a broadcaster as well as a handicapper. For me, it, it, it people don't realize I'm on six hours a day. And it's not easy, right? You know, you're just to do that. And then, you know, book guests, do this, do your interviews, you're doing this, you're doing that. And then, oh, yeah, you got to put the capping uh, work in. So the, sometimes there's just days, Teddy, where I just know and I don't even fight the current, bro. I'm like, you know what? I'm not prepared today. Like, I'm like, I don't know. I'll play a couple of picks on my gut instinct. I'm not going to go crazy. I'll just sort of, you know what I mean? I'll I'll get through this. You know what I mean? We can do it. But I don't, I know like deep down inside. I'm like, hey, I'm prepared or I'm not prepared. Right? Or some days I'm not. I did like 13 interviews in the morning. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm getting yelled at by somebody for something. And then boom, I'm on the air. And but it's not always. Sometimes you know when you sort of you know you sort of go with the gut and this and that you can win. But I'm with you, Teddy. And remember, you and I we think the same way. And you you know I know when you're done here, more work coming up. And I lied to you once. I told you I said yeah. You know what? I'll tell you. You take like a, you know half an hour off or an hour off or something after the show, and then I'll redo it. I'll get back into it. That night after Teddy, I realized it was seven minutes, Teddy. I literally, <laughs> under. Yeah. I literally sat there for like three minutes. I was like, all right, that's enough of a rest. I was like, you know what I mean? I was like, I'm very good at that now, though, Teddy. Yeah, no, I'm very good at that where I'm like, I'm like uh, I'll give myself five minutes. And then after, I'm like, all right, it's enough wasting time. Let's, let's do something productive here. Life is short, man. Time goes by fast. So uh, what do you think about the second half uh, here, Teddy? You think that, look, it's uh, 40-38 right now. I got the over this game, and I did lay the points uh, with the Zags. They should dial it up in the second half, but is it asking too much to cover the number now? Uh, what's the what, what's the current number? What are you going to need in game? Well, no, the the original number of sixteen. Oh, sixteen. I mean, look, Zag can do anything. <laughs> All right, you know. The, yeah, they could go on a twenty-four-two run. They could. The, the the Zags are capable of covering basically any number at any time. Um, because of their offensive acumen, that is an incredible offensive ball club. Um, but 
You know, it's a two-point game. You're laying 16. I'd rather have the other side right now than yours. Uh, it's nine and a half in-game right now. Nine and a half. The Dons hanging around. The Dons. Yeah, you say, man, you look at Gonzaga's numbers. These guys scored like an NBA team their last three games. One seventeen, one this, one that, and, and everything else in between. All right, and uh, NBA tonight. Wow, Pacers. I did not play this game, Teddy. It's kind of weird, you know, the Pacers played last night. They beat the Lakers. Now they roll into Golden State. So I would not have laid the points with the Warriors. It would have been like hold my breath, the old Mark Lawrence nose plug, and take the Pacers and hope for the best, but I didn't do it. But I am very surprised to see the Pacers up 196 right now, straight up. Five minutes left. So I forget who I was talking with the other day, but I, I was talking with someone. Uh, and I was talking about this Golden State Warriors in particular. It's like, Steph Curry, if you had to say who's the MVP of the NBA this season, I'm giving it to Curry. Okay. I'm flat out giving it. I got I, a debate. I, 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 I'm coming at you with someone. Curry, listen, he struggled a little bit. But go on. Go on. Finish your point, and I'll come at you with somebody. Sure, sure. And I'm curious who, who you could possibly come at me with. But uh, you can't. But Curry, uh, I'm not running out of time. <laughs> the music starts at, and I choke. Shot clock. Shot clock. Timeout. Timeout. That's it. You look over there. Other side. Curry, timeout. Curry's the MVP of the league. Draymond Green is the key to betting the Warriors. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. You want some of this, don't you? Yeah. Well, you need to know the winner, and I know the winner. So call me now. Whoa. $5 for the first minute, $2 for each additional minute. Have reached the coach's hot line. Line. Yeah, lay it on me, coach. In the game of my MA mm-hmm. versus Sin. Cincinnati. Sin. Cincinnati. Nah. Cincinnati. Come on, come on. Don't you realize this is costing me money? Yes, he does, Homer. Yes, indeed, he does. Lay it on me, coach. That's the best part, Teddy. Lay it on me, coach. <laughs> sin, sin, natty. It's a good thing that he didn't roll in Tennessee. Uh, Teddy covers, throwing it down. With a... Sorry, Teddy, I want to get to the NFL with you, but let me just throw a little college basketball. I just don't know where we're doing it. Just rapid fire, nothing too deep. But Arizona's blasting Stanford uh, right now. Um, you buying into this Arizona's team as, as a real contender? Or just, you know, Pac-12 good? Or are they good good in your opinion? Arizona Wildcats. I don't know if they're national stage good, but they're as good as anything the Pac-12 has to offer. You know, I mean, they're very young, but they're really talented. Um, really talented. <laughs> as Stanford is finding out tonight. Stanford is playing good ball. Uh, but uh, uh, Arizona's A game is pretty good. They're a fun team, actually. And... Uh... One of their star players actually from Montreal. 
Our boy Pete Annapolis is going to come on later. Interesting story, uh, Mathurin. It's actually Mathurin. He's like a, he's a Haitian kid, right? But you wouldn't know, man. His English is so good now and stuff. You wouldn't know. like You wouldn't be able to tell. But his sister played his sister played at NC State and stuff. But an explosive, fun player. So he's just wondering about these guys. Here he's saying, I think they're, they're good, good. But they're not, you know, national championship good. Uh, UCLA and, uh, and Utah right now. 35-34 early in the second half, Teddy. Utes are getting five and a half. What do you make of this one? You think they can play with the Bruins tonight? No, I'm not a Utah fan this year at all. Uh, I'd rather be betting against Utah in any way, shape, or form that I can. Um, you know, it's not a uh, it's not a program pointing the right direction, and UCLA is a lot better than they are. I don't want uh, I don't want Utah tonight. And Gonzaga are now up by six, and now they're up to thirteen and a half, just like that. But let's see if they can go on a little bit more of a run. I've got the the Zags minus the points and the over, so. Looking at least for a split, and I don't want to give this tennis money back because this over 42.5 can't start off any better. It's 5-4 five, 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 right now. Uh, Chapo is serving. He should win. In other words, it's going to be 5 They're probably going to end up in a, in a tiebreaker here. It's at 7-6, and it's all set, and it will rack up 13. Um, all right. I, I got to ask you. So you said, I'm like Curry's MVP, but Draymond okay. Green is the key to the Warriors. You're like, okay, else yes, is MVP. yes. Uh, yes. Embiid is the only one I could think of. It ain't Embiid? I totally, I totally agree with what you're saying, and I you know, and just to back up on that about it's totally true what you say about that. that Draymond is key. And I feel the same way about the Lakers, in a sense. Like, yeah, LeBron James is the king and all this, and he's he's going to be or whatever. And but they can't win without Anthony Davis. It's as simple as that. Yeah. They never have. They can't. It's been proven. It's not they take. It's not an opinion. It's a fact, right? They didn't make the playoffs when LeBron was there without AD. Right, they 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 win in the bubble with AD. What happened when he got hurt well, against Phoenix last year? Right, they hell they beat Phoenix in one of the games. Boom, he's gone. Boom, they're gone. Right, it's just very. Well, so they were up two one on Phoenix. I know that's what I'm tonight. saying. Yeah. And what happens? AD couldn't play anymore, and they they lost four straight after that. Yeah. No, three straight after that. Whatever. You know what I'm saying. So, no, I get your point. Joker, then? Is Joker your No, no. You know what? You said it. You said it. You're a smart man. Joel Embiid. The way this guy's playing right now, Joel Embiid, I mean, 50 points in 27 minutes, Teddy, you know, 30 points or more in like 13 to 15 games. Uh, I mean, how much worse record is his record than what Golden State's record is right now? Uh, Sixers are 26 and 18. Warriors are 32 and 12. Sixers are 15. Okay, a couple of conferences. Warriors are second in the West. So, yeah, I mean, you can make a case for the other guys. from uh, my, And then yeah. we're at the halfway point, you know. You can yeah, make a yeah. case for Joker. You can make a case for Embiid. Uh, I I think Joker, they don't like giving it to the guy again, though. Right? Yeah. They don't like giving it to him. And now Clay is back. That could cut into Curry's, uh, you know, numbers a little bit. Not I just think. Like you did tonight. No, but one, <laughs> one thing is, one thing is. With the NBA MVP, and I've seen this with the MVP odds. Like, MVP odds are so fluid, Teddy. And, man, like, everything's a lock until it isn't with a guy. You know what I mean? One injury, you know, another guy just sort of gets hot. And I'm just saying, it, it is sort of a fluid market. And I was looking at it earlier, and I do think you read my mind with Embiid. Embiid's a massive number right now. And you tell you, like, who's playing better basketball in the NBA? So, look, Steph Curry's plus 180 to be the MVP right now. Is it enough of a lock? You're not the biggest future you know, type guy, but are you like, oh, yeah, there's not a doubt in your mind that he wins. Is it that type of play that Curry's the MVP? Oh, no. no. God, no. I mean, no, this, I, no, this, no. This, is, this doesn't get determined on the court. This gets determined in the minds of the writers 
who oftentimes aren't paying a whole lot of attention before April. <laughs> and are going to look at stats as much as they watch games. The writers, Teddy, I say this all the time. The guys that have these votes, they're only watching the games of the teams they cover. So, like, it's all these guys have votes. They cover the, let's say you cover the Milwaukee Bucks. You've got a vote for the MVP. You're not watching a Sixer game. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? I'm always fascinated by that, Teddy, because I, I remember talking to a bunch of guys about the Hall of Fame in a baseball press box once. And they're all like, oh, I have a vote, I have a vote. And I was thinking, you don't even show up to these games. you got to vote. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm like, you know what I mean? The only time, and basically they were voting on whether the player was nice to them when they interviewed them once a year when they came to town, Teddy. Right? There's so, the perception, right? It sounds crazy, but it's true. And, and, and when, you, when you take an award like the high, I mean, in my mind, the Heisman's the worst of the bunch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah, the yeah, awards. Yeah. Because the Heisman, they, they let all these, they have all these ballots out there. And I, I remember talking to a guy who I was still, you know, I mean, whatever, I'm not going to uh, throw anyone under a bus. <laughs> <laughs> no names, but tell People who clearly hadn't watched college football in 20 years. I'll just put it that way. Yeah, you know, yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah, 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 getting their uh, opportunity. Yeah, I, I've seen the same thing where I got a lot of respect for a guy, Teddy, and I thought the same thing. I was like, man. This guy is like, he falls asleep during the games and he's got votes. You know what I mean? Like, he's not watching. Like, trust me. Nice guy. Nice guy. Yeah, he was like, yes, he was on top of it before. He is not now. He just shows up for the ice cream. Right? Trust me. I used to see it. He told me once, I'm just here for the effing ice cream. Because having an ice, ice cream, cream. cup, yeah, it was ice cream. Um, so, let, all right, so, we agree with Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid plus 850. So, listen, John Morant's not going to win the MVP. But and he shouldn't. No, because but, the Memphis Grizzlies did so well when he was out. And yeah, they were what they were ten and two, right? Um, yeah. So and that I get that that is a a deference. You know what I mean? A deference. I would you know the words looking for. But my whole point is, I don't understand this, Teddy, from a betting standpoint. But if they're going to put it up, I guess I got to bet it. Even though I'm not going to say it's great value at minus one seventy right now. But I said like a month ago, I said, how the hell is John Morant? On the most improved player list odds, I'm like he's already a star, so I don't I don't get this. Like, so I said, I said before, I said if anything, he's he's an MVP conversation. It's not like most, you know what I mean. I don't say he should win it, but I didn't understand. Like, I already viewed him as like to me most improved is Jeremy Grant's of the world and Desmond Bain and Desmond you know I mean? Bain. I'm gonna say he's not the most improved player on his team. Yeah. Most yeah, no, exactly. Thank you. Is a, yeah. is a, is an all-star, dude. Where did yeah. that come from? And he from? came from nowhere, Teddy. Don't you under? Don't you agree? That's the definition of most improved. Not a guy that was a second damn pick in the draft. And just like we talked about a minute ago, where Steph it might be the league's MVP, but when you're betting the Warriors, Draymond Green's the guy you have to have on the floor. John Morant's the most is the most best player from Memphis, no question. But the guy who stirs the drink, the guy who the key for betting is Desmond Bain. And we saw what happens without Bain in Milwaukee the other night. We might see it tomorrow in Denver, too. It's a good point. It's a good point. Uh, Dylan Brooks, big for them as well. They're, they're, they're a deep team. Like they just uh, These guys all step. So, anyways, Teddy. So, I saw Draymond Green. It's just funny because you brought Draymond up, so I would bring it up. Draymond said, I see that he's talked about as most improved. He goes, that's stupid. He goes, he should be talked about as the MVP. So that was Draymond, but that was my point. But whatever. He's on the damn list, most improved player, minus 170. Miles Bridges is plus 600. Darius Garland's having a nice year, and he's, he's a good prop player. Uh, I've been hitting him. Uh, 
ten to one. Dejounte Murray is a great, great. He's really impressive. Stop. No, Stop. Nobody cares. Right yeah, but nobody cares Garland about him. Ten to one. That's a bet you have to make. But Darius Garland, Darius most Garland improved player. Ten to one. Garrett Dollar's an yeah. All Star this year. I know. I, you, I have to think he gets more and more hype. A tight ten, 10 to he's, one. That's his a bad prop. Line. His prop every night's like eighteen and a half and nineteen and a half, bro. And he goes over like pretty much every game. He's a stud, dude. Darius Garland is an absolute. He's, why again? Sexton gets hurt. Oh no! There's the Kevin's hot start down. Yeah. No yeah what yeah. is it? The key for betting Cleveland is Darius Garland, and that's you know that's one of the things. Sometimes it takes half season to identify the key guy for every team. Mobley too is big, Teddy, for, for their wins loss, huh? What about Mobley? They, he, they, he's big for their win loss record too. Evan Mobley, even for a rookie, like a, he matters. I think he's rookie of the year. I think he's a lock for rookie of the year, but he's not going to get any other awards. Unlock uh, is the wrong word. I think he's very live for rookie of the year. Right he now, he's he's vote. he's minus one fifty five. Scotty Barnes is the second choice at plus four thirty. Then Cade Cunningham. Yeah. But so just for the record, guys, Morant is minus one seventy for most improved player. So I guess yeah, he's going to win. I mean, that's the slam dunk if you if you're looking for that dunk, but. With injuries and you wait half the season, it's not, you know what I mean? If I'm going to play futures, I don't like minus money futures, as you stated, Teddy. You know what I mean? Let's see, you're talking about Garland, 10 to 1, I get it. Uh, Mobley, as we stated, Mobley's minus 155. Barnes is going to be a really good player, but Mobley, Mobley's putting up a little bit better numbers right now. But Barnes is good. You can just tell he's getting a little tired already, Barnes. All right, we'll get into the football, we promise, on the other side. Talk about the senior bowl with Teddy. <laughs> now nah, we'll talk NFL. <laughs> East West Shrine Bowl coming up next. Bring it. <laughs> SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Games 6-6 right now, so couldn't have started any better. We're going to go to, you know, 7-6. We got the max 13 coming up here. Chapo's up 4-2 right now in the tiebreaker. And because I'm a nut job, I just took over 45 and a half as well. Um, trust me. Get in on this. They're going to get into the, like the 50s uh, here. Teddy, covers, kick it with us. Alright, let's do this thing, Teddy. I'm fired up for the football. we got Teresa Walker joining us later. AP News. She's been covering the uh, the Titans for like 20, 25 years plus years. She's been there, I think, since they moved there uh, type of deal. So, um, 110, 110 right now. Oh, we're going to overtime. Are we, go, are we going overtime? Yeah. 110, 110. A little late night craziness here, Teddy. And let me just do a quick Gonzaga check here. They're up 13 last time I looked. Yeah, fit up 12 now, 54, 42. Oh, last, yeah, last thing, Teddy. Yeah, go on. Oh, okay, okay. Clay Thompson and Andrew Wiggins and Jordan Poole, the three point sharpshooters for uh, Golden State, a combined. Oh, for 14 from the on the arc tonight. Stop wow. not right, dude. He's just not. Yeah, you know, he wanted to get back so, so, so much. Um, so, for the record right now, uh, the Warriors are minus 190 on the money line as they go into overtime. 
I was going to say quickly, Teddy. Now you know I don't know. You don't watch a lot of TV, but I've been telling people about this series on Netflix, Bad Sport, and um, it's about like um, sports scandals and, but not just sort of scandals, like sort of like sort. It's like a crime sport documentary. Okay. But it's, it's like, but they not just tell the story. They have like so. They remember so. Remember the Arizona State story in 1993. They shaved points. Sure. Yeah, so basically, yeah, there's so there's a doc. It's like a 90 minute documentary, 75 minutes, more than an hour type thing, and they have everybody. They've got the cops, they've got the players, they've got the the guy that put the money up. You know what I mean? They got like yeah, yeah. Well, the the, yeah. the, the kid who was the bookie there was uh, he's, he's done a million interviews. I watched a bunch of yeah, uh, yeah. with him before. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, but this is this is like this is behind really behind the scenes type stuff. Right, so um, it's crazy. There's a lot of good, interesting Vegas stuff. Like you sort of how Vegas has changed from now and then. You'd never get away with it now, the way they did then. Even the first couple of games, right? Because the first game they bet five hundred thousand dollars on, and didn't really raise any flags the first time, right? They spread it out around the casinos. Didn't really raise flags. So I'm surprised it didn't. It probably should have at the time, and it didn't. And then the next one was a million dollars, right? But the thing is, it turned out it was Super Bowl weekend, Teddy. Right? It was so it was so basically there's money everywhere. That book was full. So that's they they went with a million dollars. <laughs> then he went with for a two point five million dollar bet. And then the red flags went off. And then basically they went in for the last one, which was five million. Which is pretty crazy. It lost it all. It lost. The five million dollar bet lost. Yeah. Yeah, Oops. Arizona State won the game. They covered at halftime. Bill Frieder, former Michigan coach, went into the room and he said, "He goes, I just want to let you guys know, I've just been informed that we're all under investigation by the FBI for point uh, match fixing." <laughs> he said that at the half to them when they were losing the game. Yep, they came out. <laughs> and the kid, the the kid that was doing all this panicked headache smith panicked and actually had the logic teddy that you know he didn't think well i'm already screwed they know he thought well if we win the game and i go off they'll never think i'm part of it because i'm going to say look i just for 40 points so he went off in the second half the kid that's the fast most fascinating thing teddy to me about the documentary was how he literally was able to turn it on and off in a basketball game like they showed he goes look look here he goes here, and there was a great point. He's trying to shave points, but only one of the other teammates is in on it. Right? Right. So there's a great scene in it where they've got like $2.5 million on the game, and everyone else on Arizona State won't miss, Teddy. Swish, swish, swish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that game. Yeah, he's like, and they're, they're literally up 27-11, and you can see his face, like him talking, and they show, like, it's on ES, they show the, the clip, and he's, like, looking all distressed, even though they're up 27-11. And then he goes, man, he goes, what am I going to do, yell at my teammates? He goes, and he goes, Dwayne Montana, this son of a bitch would have missed. Montana's hitting shot left and left. <laughs> he's hitting shots. He's not in on it. And it finally goes, I had no choice. I had to take matters into my own hands. Oh, bro, he starts, like, clanking shots, terrible defense. Well, the defense was, 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 was the, the key. They're always like, yeah, 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 yeah. Defense, you can easily get away with being a step slow. Yeah, you saw him no sort of half-assed in the paint all the time. Oh, oh, you beat me. Yeah, oh, oh yeah. Oh, it's, it's, great. it's a great watch. Funny watch. All What's right. Call uh, again? 
It's called Bad Sport on Netflix. Bad Sport. Yes, yeah, sir. I haven't uh, you know, reviewed that uh, that particular match fixing scandal lately. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. Yeah, it's a fresh perspective on it. It's it's where it's really well done. Uh, the last I saw the episode last night on the race car driver Randy Lanier. And uh, this guy was like, uh, he raced in the Indy 500. I remember his name. He won like he won the Grand Prix Le Mans and all that type of yeah, stuff. Yeah, I remember his name, and I don't know anything yeah. about it. Randy Lanier. Once you heard the announcers, and Randy Lanier in the winner's circle. Randy Lanier, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, little did we know, he was funding his car operation by smuggling weed in from Colombia on like uh-huh. vessels, but like 165,000 tons of weed <laughs> and stuff. Like, not just, like, a little weed. And he funded his car for the Indy 500 de- dealing drugs. He actually, imagine being an Indy 500, and he had 165, like, tons coming in on a vessel, and someone snitched on him with the FBI, and they told him Randy Lanier is a drug dealer, and actually has, they're who, the race car driver? And they're like, yeah. And he's got drugs coming into the port in Louisiana. So... He got tipped off that the FBI knew about Louisiana, so he redirected it to San Francisco, <laughs> and he raced in the Indy 500 the next day. It's crazy. He, you know what I mean? And he's like, at the Indy 500, he was all paranoid because there was these dudes in suits always staring at him and stuff. And he, he told his wife, he goes, I think the FBI are following us at the Indy 500. It turned out there were suits from Ford Motor Company that wanted to sign him to a deal. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't do the deal. He's an idiot. If yeah, he wouldn't have done the deal, he's really guys from Ford Motor uh, Company. All right, Teddy. So, uh, Bengals, I've already repeated everything. All right, you saw of you this week, I'm sure. All right, the Bengals are 0 7 on the road in franchise history and all this other stuff. I'll just get to it. I like the Titans in this game, Teddy. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> there yeah, it is. I don't love yeah. them. I don't love them. <laughs> Uh, but this much I'm confident of, okay? There's a, there's a statistical profile out there. And a couple of say Tennessee's the worst number one seed in the history of the NFL. You know, that was in the, in the DVOA. In the, I don't buy that. I don't believe I don't that. Yeah. Worst number one seed in the history of the league. And I, I don't buy that. <laughs> you know, Tennessee is a team that for... Two-thirds of the season, they were as elite as anyone. And for a third of the season, they had every key skill position player hurt. Um, uh, and, and, and we're not anywhere near as good. Uh, but And the Titans are one of the team they've been here before. You know what I mean? And when you talk about getting the monkey off your back with that first postseason win. I mean, Burrow and company know they're playing with house money. And they're, they're live. It's a... Explosive enough passing game that they're a lot. They're down ten and you know late. I would be you know it, it may well be a sweat with Tennessee. I'm not convinced the Titans are going to blow this team out. I do think Cincinnati's going to be in the game, but Tennessee to me on both sides of the ball, their statistics are lying. You know they're better defensive team than the season long stats show, and they have a bunch of playmakers on that defense, and that. You know, the red zone execution's been there. They've been able to make plays at key times all year. And that doesn't show up in a statistical profile. That shows up in a, when you watch the team every week, you get a sense of who they are. And Tennessee's defense, again, I think better than their stats show. And same story offensively. You know, all the injury they had on the offensive line. Obviously, when Derrick Henry first got hurt, the offense needed a whole rejiggering. I'm hoping Henry does not play. Let me make this, let me say that as loudly as I possibly can and clearly because 
If, if, if Henry plays, the you think he disrupts the flow? I don't know that he helps them in any real way in his first game back, and I'm convinced that the betting markets will overreact to it. It'll be interesting to see how many carries he gets. I'll disagree with that just because he's Derrick Henry, but I know you know the numbers. Listen, the fact is they ran for 146 yards a game with Derrick Henry in the lineup. They ran for 135 and a half without him. There was an 11-yard difference per game overall. They went 6-2 and two with Derrick Henry. They went 6-3 and three without him. You know, and you know, Paul Bovey brought it up earlier in the week. We were talking about this, about A.J. Brown's like a bigger key here, a healthy A.J. Brown. Yes. And you know what? Julio Jones is actually healthy. People aren't talking about it, Teddy, but he had nine targets in, in the last game, five catches, his first touchdown of the season. I don't know if you saw the quotes in which he said, I'm 100%. He goes, I haven't felt this good mentally and physically. You never hear that from Julio. Says he's 100%. I believe him. And someone else, someone was saying, well, if you're going to rank the quarterbacks out right now at this stage, you probably rank Ryan Tannehill either last or next to last. And no, not me. Like, not, not me. Not me. No, no. <laughs> I'll take Tannehill for this game. Over Stafford? I like Tannehill better than Stafford. You? I like Tannehill better than Burrow for one Yeah, game. yeah. Right game. now, exactly. Not for their career, exactly. But where they're at right now. Hey, Ryan Tandle is a hell of an athlete. He's a great yeah. quarterback, and he gets no love whatsoever from anybody. Um, he's, t- he's got playoff experience. He's won big games in the playoffs. He, you know, we've seen him go on the road. Hey, they beat New England. We've seen him beat Baltimore, right? Like, Tennessee, Vables won Super Bowls before, guys. They're a well-prepared team. It's a hard place to play, that stadium. They're just, they don't get talked about, Teddy, as you stated. Like, they're just, all right, we can go on and on about this one. Um, the, the Niners are getting five and a half, 47 and a half. Rams get three, 48 and a half. And, uh, wow, the Bills Chiefs total comes down to 53 and a half at FanDuel right now. Not, not up, but down. I'll tell you what I like, Teddy. I like the Titans. I like the Packers. I'm not in love with lane five and a half, but I don't think I think the Packers will win and therefore they'll probably end up covering. Point spreads never matter. I like the favorites on Saturday and I like the underdogs on Sunday. I'm calling an outright win for both the Rams and the Bills on the road. So I'll call the outright win for your Bills. But look, we t- we said when Blessing passed, we said well, no, yeah. this is the Bills well, yeah. here. And we said it last week on the show. And what did Buffalo do? You know? I mean that was a perfect game, which is my biggest concern. Because you don't want your perfect game in the wild. I know, I know, I know. (laughs) Uh, But I think they're good enough to beat KC. I I think they're ready. Uh, You talked about that total coming down in Kansas City. Worth noting, all right, there have been 15 instances in the postseason, the modern postseason, where both teams come into the game scoring, let's say, 35. There weren't any that scored 40-plus, like uh, KC Buffalo. But oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They scored, uh, I think, 35-plus or 30-plus, whatever it was. I think it was 35-plus was the number. 15 games where both teams come in scoring 35-plus in their previous playoff game. And those games, 13-2 and two to the under. Oh, boy. So that's a system that uh, tells you that you don't necessarily expect but, the same offense two weeks in a row. I know, but, it's you know, it's not like a super jack number. It's not 56-and-a-half. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah, it's interesting. The last, the last two, they played earlier this year. I get it, it was regular season, but it was 38-20. Last year it was 38-24 in a playoff game. So the winner had exactly 38 points the last two times they played. We'll wrap up with Teddy on the other side. The mightier 1090 ESPN Radio, Series XM Channel 159. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Sleeping a warning. Level one, this is Portridge. Couple more minutes with the great Teddy Covers. Joining us straight from the Strip in Las Vegas, Nevada, wagertalk.com. You can find Teddy online uh, at Teddy underscore covers as well on Twitter. I am Gabriel Morency. So, uh, Teddy, you like the Bills here, which scares me a little bit, not just because you like them, but everybody loves the Bills uh, this week. What about the Rams? we got about two and a half minutes here. So what about the Rams in a Bucks game? Uh, Rams beat them earlier this year as well, and they beat them last year. So they beat them 27-24 last year, and they smoked them earlier this year. Stafford threw right the best, best game of the season with the Rams. Four touchdown passes, um, you know, 334 yards or whatever it was. What, what, do you, what do you make of this one? I don't know. In my mind, that's the hardest of the four games. This is the one that perplexes you the most? I mean, it doesn't perplex me. Less than the Green Bay game? We sort of skipped over the Green Bay game. What about that one? So if you don't know about this one, what about the Green Bay Niner game? If I'm playing, I'm laying. I'm with you. I, I mean, you're, you're, you're saying you like the dog, you're the favorites on Saturday and the dogs on Sunday. I mean, I'm with you on three of the four. Uh, and, and the only yeah. one that I disagree with that, that is, is one that not, not a disagreement. I don't know what to do with Tampa, uh, L.A. I know I don't trust Stafford. <laughs> and I know I'm going to be disappointed if I don't get to see Brady versus Rodgers. So maybe I do like Tampa. We already saw Brady Rodgers. No, no. I think he'd be disappointed. Let's see Stafford versus Rodgers. Old school Detroit rivalry. (laughs) Stafford. He's going to get payback for that Hail Mary on Monday Night Football years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But Stafford is not a quarterback you trust. He's not a quarterback I trust. I know. Tampa's defense is no joke. You know. I trust him one more time. I trusted him on Monday against Arizona. I trust him here. I do not trust him in Green Bay next week. The late night anger management class. Great stuff, Teddy. Always a pleasure, Gabe. Have a great night, buddy. Thank you for not opening up when he cough drops, too, tonight. No packages. Or yeah, anything. I was I trying. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> Bring it. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.